Designed from the ground up, the D'Addario Backline Gear Transport Pack is the ultimate solution for players on the move. With more than eight specialized storage and transport compartments built right in, it makes getting everything to the gig painless and intuitive. Awesome. Hey everyone, this is Chris Keys for Premier Guitar. I'm hanging out in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm, today I'm joined by Nicole Roll. Nicole has played with so many artists, R&B artists, but most recently you probably have seen her with Miley Cyrus, and most recently uh, after that would be with uh, Panic at the Disco, filling with the Dallin, filling in Dallin shoes. Nicole, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm bored. I'm <laughs> home and bored. It's honestly how I feel. Well, I'm glad that we could keep you inside today because I know among bass playing and all the things that come with that, you're a big uh, hiker. So we're glad to keep you inside for a few hours to talk gear. Yeah, I'm surrounded by some plants. So I think uh, I'm, I'm decent. I'm okay. It's livable. <laughs> okay, perfect. We'll, we'll wrap this up quickly so you can move on outside. But Let's talk about what you're playing right now. I know that you've, I've seen you with P basses, I've seen you with four strings, I've seen you with five strings, I've seen you with J basses, I've seen you with this awesome short scale Mustang. So let's just start with what you kind of played on the intro and then we'll go from there. So what, what are you holding right there? Um, this is actually something I've yet uh, to use anywhere because you know everything hit right when I got it, but it's um, my Marco bass. Oh. Um, yeah, it's definitely one of a kind. He like, Marco's like an artist. He makes these beautiful bases and never repeats anything. Um, he has like own hand wound pickups and uh, it's just a beautiful, like good funk tone. Um, I'm obsessed with it. But yeah, you probably haven't heard it anywhere except here. <laughs> and what, to, to give Marco uh, credit, what did you, did you tell him anything or ask for anything or anything that you wanted, needed, or is it just like, hey, Marco, do your thing? That's, that's basically what it is. I mean, he's such, um, he has such an ear and uh, like his own unique style. So, but that's kind of what attracts a lot of people to him is he's creating something very um, different from everybody else. Um, his stuff for me, in my opinion, has like a nice vintage tone to it. I don't know what he's doing, but it really like settles into that pocket. Um, but when we were building it, I just kind of, yeah, I was just kind of like, go for it, man. Just make me something that like, you know, is close to what I usually play. So like the jazz bass style and, um, something funky and he nailed it. And I it's got like, you know, the forest forest green kind of vibe. So. Yeah. Which goes great. Cause they're out of Oregon. So, you know, the Pacific Northwest rainforest vibes. Uh miss it yeah <laughs> yeah i love the huge i don't know if this is your touch or his touch but i've seen you play with other bases like and I, that's as a guitar player that has envy towards bass players sometimes are the huge block inlays and again i know that they come on guitars but i love the block inlays on that yeah they're awesome it's actually really wonderful for um inlays for like stage stuff you know what i mean like generally you'll have to put like tape you know like that glow in the dark tape if like you're doing some lick and like they shut all the lights off in the t entire arena and then you just like <laughs> some shit up or do like a, a slide and land in the wrong spot yeah yeah and that obviously helps you in the moment of those uh i guess dark moments of the, on stage but what 
do you see yourself using this with it? Is it an, uh, kind of like a utilitarian tool or is it more panic? Is it more your own projects? What do you think this would fit? This would really fit a lot of things that I do. Um, a lot more of the like, you know, maybe more like funky, like R&B stuff. I, I record a lot of that stuff here at home. Um, so that's where I get to use it. A lot of like, you know, like bass covers I've used for it, um, used it for, but it definitely could be applied anywhere. You know what I mean? I've kind of found that it's pretty versatile that way. Um, but with Panic stuff, you know, it, with them, I'm generally using the five strings anyway. Okay. So this wouldn't get a ton of action there, but it could still fit. Yeah. Can you sh maybe play before we move on to another bass? Would you want to like show us any different settings that you use in the bass? Because I know, uh, you know, tone controls and stuff like that, that you've been really vibing with. Yeah, let me like give you guys a clean, clean tone. brings out a lot more of like that crisp uh bright funk sound but it's still a little vintage sounding compared to my other fenders now uh you know obviously you said this already and we know that this is a marco bass but it's styled after a j bass and again at the top i mentioned that you played all sorts of basses but the one i think i feel i feel that you play the most is probably a j style what do you vibe with that one the most and why that one versus any of the other basses on the market it's a really good question i i always claim that it's the neck because uh, with jazz basses, they get a lot more narrow right here at the headstock. And for me, especially as I was really young playing, that was really helpful because my hands were like even more tiny than they are now. Um, and so getting there and like, you know, further apart frets down at the head was a lot easier for me. Um, and so I've always just kind of stuck with it because you learn those microscopic, you know, shifts and movements around the fretboard. and. Um, that's kind of where my heart is. And you learn how to balance it, you know, <laughs> just like anything else. Yeah. What about strings? I know that uh, strings, what strings do you use? I guess that should be a question I asked. Well, I actually, these are just whatever he strung this up with. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, but my favorite are Tomastic Infeld strings. Um, they're, they make like upright bass strings and also electric strings. And for me, they just, uh, they sound really good, like right away, which I don't feel that way with a lot of strings, you know, I like dead strings. So mm. they kind of have like a warm tone to them right off the bat and um, they last a really, really long time. Do you so. know what, do you know what gauges you use for the four and the five strings? I haven't <laughs> restrung a bass in so long. Um, for the fives, is this right? One, oh, five. Oh God. I can't, I honestly couldn't tell you with like full confidence. Well, I, I got another question that should, you should be able to answer and we'll follow that up is, I know that you typically play and almost exclusively with your fingers, but with a rock band and Panic, I know Dalen used to play with the pick. So how did how did your style merge with that while trying to keep the song and obviously what people are known to hear the music 
true, but also kind of you want to be your own artist. Yeah, so that that's actually I when I started learning all the panic stuff, I was trying to do it with a pick, which is just not not my preferred thing, right? But I knew it was necessary for the tone. Um, and then when I showed up at the first rehearsal, they were like, "Oh, why are you playing with a pick?" <laughs> And I was like, well, because of the songs. And he was like, Brendan was like, no, like, just do what you do. Like, we, we like your sound. Just play your sound. Right? And so um, that, that became me playing with, like, a lot of fuzz and drive and with fingers, you know. And it really, like, you know, through all the generations of different bass players, I think, that played with him, you can tell there's, like, a very different sound. But, um, like, with what I did, it's a lot more, like, low-endy, um, less driven and like, you know, it doesn't cut as hard, but I think it just, just applied a different, a different frequency range, you know. It has, that has to be like a fun thing to, or like a refreshing, almost comfort, like a instant comfort to go into a job or a new gig like this. And you're thinking like, I gotta be this person that they're thinking. And they're like, no, be you. And you're able to just like breathe almost, oh. Yeah, it was really, it was really awesome. And you know, that's kind of what it's been like with them from start to, to now, you know, just kind of freedom to do what you want. and. Really like, you know, they want the songs, of course, to fit the vibe, but I think as long as, just in general, as it applies to everything, as long as it sounds good, it's not gonna be a problem, you know? Yeah. Well, cool. So, should we move on to another uh, bass? It's, I can see one on the wall. I see a couple leaning up behind you. I have, I have so many right now. Um, so, let me see. I, my actual child, who, I, I'm not sure what happened. It just broke. Oh, wow. I think I have to do some resoldering. Yeah, so I would play this for you, and this would be the legend, but I can't. She's just, she's shot. Can we can we see her quick, though? Give her some cam, camera love. So this is my favorite bass. I've had it forever. Um, she's real heavy. It's a Marcus Miller jazz bass. Um, and let me see. It's got, oh, it's got Sadowski preamp in it, which is really what kind of gives it its color. Okay. You know, like I, I never play it passive. That, <laughs> that's not offensive to anybody, but um, I love the Sadowski preamp in it. It like bumps and it's also great for slap, really funky, really bright. Um, super thin neck. I think the neck on this one is probably the most narrow that I own, which is, you know, it's just the custom Marcus Miller design, so. All right, Nicole, now I might not know very much about bass gear or anything, but it looks like compared to the standard Marcus Miller, it looks like you changed out the knobs. Would you do something that like so small or is that stock with Actually, the preamp? Yeah, this is because of a different uh, preamp that's inside of it. So it comes with different knobs. Um, there also used to be a switch here that just fell inside and disappeared <laughs> that we just like, we left there because we didn't want to have to replace you know, the, the plate here, but now there's just a hole. So who knows what else is in there? But yeah, it, you know, it's like goes pa uh, passive and active treble and bass control, um, uh, pickup blend and volume. So, or I'm sorry, both pickups. Um, yeah. So, and you typically play that whenever you can, right? Like you'll travel with it, even though it's your number one, like it's a fly gig, even you'll take it, right? Yeah, so I take this one, um, like, because I grew up just playing just this one, so uh, it was definitely, you know, like, <laughs> I didn't have an option to take a different bass or to have my, you know, my fly bass. So I just, this is my session bass and also my travel bass. So, um, and yeah, anything that's just my choice, my sound, is with this instrument. 
Now, for sure. Now going forward, assuming the world returns in 2021, will that still be your fly base? Uh, you know, because it has mean so much and you have put so many miles and memories into it. I mean, I like to think that I, you know, I haven't like changed my, you know, with all the bases I have in the room here, this is still my go-to. Um, you know, even when other people, well, when they used to come over and record, right? Or I would take the base to a session and plug it in compared to any other base I could bring. They'd be like, oh, let's use that one again. You know, that one sounds awesome. Um, just some unique tone. Even when I like plug it in at like jams or anything, I can, you know, it just bumps so hard. I really attribute that to the, the Sadowski preamp, but um, I guess I can't say for sure. Yeah. Just the soul of the bass. If, if, <laughs> if people need a reference of how that sounds, they need to check out your uh, Roberta Flack cover you did with Molly Miller. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh my God, Molly, yes. Yeah, you guys did the <laughs> Roberta Flack, uh, which I originally thought when I clicked on it, I was like, oh, wow, because I'm a child of my parents. I'm like, oh, they covered Bad Company, like in a jazz style. And then I realized as you were playing it, I'm like, oh no, that's... That's Roberta Flack, Chris. Come on, come on. But no, it, <laughs> it sounds fantastic. And then like towards the end of that performance, you use a, uh, some, I'm assuming like a filter of some sort and that bass really comes alive. It, it sounds great. Oh yeah, I really wish I could play it for you right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, we don't want to disappoint our fans, so we should move on to a bass that we can hear. So this one is um, a very natural, like no finish on the neck really. Um, a 70s replica, 70s jazz bass replica. So it's supposed to sound, you know, real bright and poppy, like, you know, for like some funk or some disco. Um, this one I'll use for just like, let me see. Um, think like, <laughs> like Wolfpack style, you know, much more like bright, uh, lots of staccato, things like that. So, um, So then also I can, you know, from there I can roll back to this rear pickup and it gives a little bit more, um, just kind of like bright, even funkier sound, right? Sounds so good. So, so how would you use that, or what would you use it in, in terms of like a musical context? Uh, I, I don't think you would use it maybe, obviously, with Panic, but where would you see yourself using it? This one, I, I really don't get to take out a lot. It's just kind of a, there definitely would be a place and time for it, but with all the things I've been doing, it's just not really applicable. Um, it's good for just the more funkier, like bright, uh, you know, still pop, pop world 
but just a little bit more funky, less singer songwritery. Um, so I still I use it in the studio a lot, but not out in the world a lot. And is there anything different you did to the instrument or modded anything? Because I know sometimes you you use Bartolini pickups and stuff. Oh yeah, um, no, this is just stock, uh, but it just kind of. You know, Billy Offender, he just kind of was like, you need one of these. And he just like sent it. Um, I wasn't really expecting it, but I was really surprised that how much I liked it. Because usually those like, you know, vintage reissue models are kind of, you know, with any company, it's, it doesn't ever land very well. But I really, really like this one. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure it's a lot better, like financially better alternative than having, you know, a vintage instrument too. I'm a sucker. If I find one that I love, I'm I'm gonna spend it. I'm gonna spend that money. <laughs> you can't take it with you. Well, yeah. Oh, just get it insured. You know, that's really yeah. all you need to do. What about the bass on the wall? That's a, or no, I guess there's another P bass behind you too, right? All right, so this one. Um, I. This is just like a very, you know, it, like fairly new P bass. It's not anything vintage or crazy, but I do um, have the Bartolini pickups on here. Okay. And I also have this very strange feature. I don't know what it's called. I wish I could tell you, but I got it at the amp shop here in LA. They just kind of were like, try this. <laughs> um, it just gives you all these cool like P bass preset sounds. So I'll just kind of start from like the more warm round end. Okay. Right, so it just kind of gets a warm old P bass, a little bit more crispy, you know, it just kind of gives you the whole range. There's like 10 settings on there. So, you know, I even have friends who, or a friend who hits me up to use this for sessions because he loves it so much. Wow. <laughs> it's pretty, and I really, I really think a lot of it is I, once I switched the, just with these two things, the combo of the two is really nice. The Bartolini pickups and this mystery knob. Are, are they, the are they active or passive pickups? These are passive. Okay. And do you prefer passive over active or is it kind of just the musical environment you're kind of in? I think it just makes sense for the P bass. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of that sound. Um, you know, like most of my basses are active. I, I prefer that just for more of the punch. But, um, you know, some things you kind of have to like go with that sound like I, I use this for a specific purpose you know to have like a p bass sound like i have the flat wounds on it and everything but um you know it's just necessary to have if you're trying to do session work and stuff like that as you work your way through that knob i definitely could hear like you said with the flat wounds and the p bass i could i can hear and feel the, the jamerson vibe yeah right oh my god <laughs> just yeah much brighter much yeah brighter like is with with that kind of under your fingertips it's kind of like hard not to go there to go to that 60s 70s vibe <laughs> i know oh 
Good times, Motown, let's go. What should we know about the base and the wall? The last one I think in the picture that we should maybe address before we move on to amps and stuff is the jazz out there in the wall. What's that story? So I actually have another one that you can't see. I wasn't I wasn't sure I was gonna bring it on, but um, I'll show you both. They're both five strings, which I've just recently been digging into for myself. Um, you can see with Panic, I was doing a lot of five string stuff and that's just you know, because a lot of the keys that Brendan's in and, you know, the low range that he likes uh, in the tunes just to kind of match the recordings. Uh, but this would be the one, it's not the exact one, but it's the same basic model of uh, the one that I use on stage with Panic. Yeah, I think this is, if I can, my memory serves me right, it's like, I think it's called like the Fender Elite Jazz 5-string. Yeah, it has that beautiful sunburst. Yeah, yeah, this is... Um, this is a pretty sweet bass. Let me see. I'm, I'm really like dabbling in different kinds of five strings right now, trying to find my home bass. Because um, these aren't really super modern sounding. Uh, so for like, just, you know, I'm just being picky here, but for like a lot of the more like fusion-y R&B stuff, it's maybe not perfectly what I want. Um, but this one is really cool for, you know, a lot of the other stuff that I'm doing. See. So here's just like some raw. Really pretty. It sustains for a really long time. <laughs> um, yeah, so this one's great. It's really uh, I kind of started relying on it a lot with the Panic Gig because it it cut through and it had more high range than other stuff I was using. Whereas like if I take um, my blonde jazz bass, my you know my anchor, um, it doesn't does it's so low endy and warm that it doesn't cut. This one definitely does, uh, even with like the low low B string. Yeah, very smooth, very pretty. Um, <laughs> this one, God, I should have been more prepared here. This one is actually, uh, the battery just died on this one too. So this is all passive that you're hearing, Okay. but it's basically the same tone. It's just kicked a lot harder when it's active. All right, Nicole, is there anything else that you want to show us instrument-wise? Any other basses? Yes, there is one more. Um, this one, my friend started making basses on the east coast and she sent me one to try so i kind of want to show you the name that is on the headstock leh um her name is ellis uh and she i met her at the sadowski booth at nam when i was like you know several years ago i was pretty young and uh we just kind of started chatting about the bases and gear and whatever and um she was his, you know, Sadowski's, like, right-hand builder. Like, she helped put, you know, build and put together a lot of his bases. And just recently, I think she started her own company. Um, so let me show it to you. The young Padawan is becoming the Jedi. She learned <laughs> underneath Sadowski, and now she's becoming her own luthier. I mean, yeah. She's, she's a legend. She's real cool, too. Oh, man, that girl. All right. 
I hope I do it justice. more modern than all my other stuff it's way crisper way clearer um there's a lot of like setting options here so i'll just kind of if you're interested i'll show you all the different ones yeah absolutely okay so let me see let me make sure i got this right yeah okay so here we've got these front pickups right here rear pickup got almost that like more of that um modern tone to it i i want to say like i don't know if you can hear that very clearly right now but which is my favorite. I love cheating and rolling off the tone. <laughs> got these crazy I won't jam through this but she's got these like intense boosts like this bass boost right here just hear the difference I'll give you something more neutral that's very um Sadowski in my opinion like that intense low end kick I love that really nice if you're trying to like simulate synthesizer vibes now my eyes may be deceiving me and my guitar leaning preferences uh, aside, it looks like it's a PJ setup pickup wise, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and that, which is new for me. I, I'm not really super hip to that. It's gotta be a versatile instrument with just those things alone, those accoutrements, because it allows you kind of to have both feet in both worlds. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel like the staples would be P bass, jazz bass, and then something more modern like this. You know, because then you can kind of tackle more of that like jazz fusion, um, R&B soul stuff. Maybe not so much the soul, mm -hmm. but yeah, in, in that vein with this. Mm -hmm. And like what I asked about Marco, uh, anything you gave her to, to build or is it just kind of like open canvas, do your thing? No, she, she um, you know, this is a very new thing, I think, on her end. So this was more like she made it what she thought was awesome and then just sent it and was like, let me know what how this feels. So you're, you're part of like the R&D. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm a, I'm a lab rat essentially. Well, let's move on to, uh, you got the amp there to your right. And then we obviously have uh, been fooling around with a few pedals. Why not go grab uh, whatever choice bass you want to use and we'll move on to amps and pedals. All right, cool. This is my amp. <laughs> These are my pedals. Um, so this is an Ike 
amp. That's how they say it. But I call it Ike, E-I-C-H. Um, yeah, these guys, I don't even remember how I got connected with them, really. I mean, how do you get connected to anybody? But I really liked their stuff and their sound. Is it a German company? I gotta imagine with that. Um, Amsterdam. Oh, uh, yeah, Netherlands. There we go. They're a Netherlands company. Yeah, so <laughs> um, really cool guys. Uh, yeah, they've been like helping me out a lot through everything and just staying in touch. Um, but yeah, I used this stuff on tour with Panic. Um, yeah, it, it killed. It bumps real hard. I love it so much. Now, what uh, Pacific, specific model is this? The T1000, which I love as a name because I'm a 90s kid. This is the 500 watt. Is that what you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if it was a 500 or the 1000. Yeah, and uh, we use the 1000 on tour, but this one's the 500, which, you know, I definitely don't need. I uh, With other amp companies, I would always go after it thinking, you know, like, I'm not getting enough. I need more watts. Um, even if I had, like, you know, stacked cabs. But um, with them, I haven't had that. I just added this extra cab recently, and, you know, I can play pretty big shows with this. And the cabinet, I imagine, is a 115 or? No, oh, no, I'm sorry. These are these are 12s. These are 12s. What do you like about the 12-inch speaker for a bass player? Because that's typically, for most cases, a, a guitar speaker or a guitar-sized speaker. Yeah. I, I mean, I was using um, a 115 and then two 10s stacked, which is great, too. But um, I think it's just really unique to them. Usually, that's what I want, especially if I'm, like, you know, running like a synth or like some super low end pedal through it, you know, I need that punch. But with their stuff, for some reason, I've never had an issue running low end and like having clarity and punch. Um, yeah, I, I've definitely gone through my fair share of um, <laughs> 15 inch cabinets <laughs> and blown so many things. So I'm, I'm surprised how long these have lasted with me. You know, I'll let, I bump my synthesizer through them. Do we uh, move on to the pedals and hear how the pedals sound through the amp and everything? <laughs> okay, so I've got it running pretty, pretty quiet, so I think we should be good. So let's see. First things first, this Microtubes um, vintage like drive pedal is <laughs> really awesome. <laughs> let me see. She's kind of broken, but let me see if I can get her to work. Woo. Oh, wow, we're getting some buzz. I hope you're not hearing that. crunchy I also love the more like it has um, an era knob so you can do more of the like more current crunchy drivey stuff yes more high and then if I bump it all the way back it gets a little bit more um, warm and not unclear but kind of I love that pedal. Now with this stuff, uh, the dark glass pedal, and then as you go forward, kind of let us know if this is something that would be on your uh, panic pedal board or you know how you'd use it. So is this something going forward that would be on your panic at the disco pedal board? Yes, this was used on like 
most of the Panic tunes with me. Um, this this one and the Aguilar Fuzz were like really heavy on it. Actually, as I go through, I'll tell you almost everything except for one okay. pedal was used. So, um, which I have <laughs> two of each one now. So, let me see. Here's my Octabase, EBS Octabase. Um, I like to put this one really low, like, you know, not a lot of octave effect. Yeah, and it's just kind of delicate, and if I stack it with other pedals, it almost creates that synthesizer, I'm always chasing that, synthesizer heavy warmth for certain songs if you need it, other than just like a real kick for like a breakdown or something. Gotcha. You cool. know, and you just stack it in on its own. Um, so that one was definitely used with Panic. King of the Clouds, that's what I use that on the most. This one, sounded like it was gonna be hot. This fuzz I use a lot on like the darker stuff. Love the sound yeah, of that Aguilar. Well, I was ask is, like, I know that sometimes bass players has a difficult time landing on a fuzz pedal that resonates with them that doesn't totally suck everything out. Was that a, a voyage, or did, or did you just pick the Aguilar and that was the one? Okay, so I gotta like start off by telling you, I rarely ever use pedals. Um, it's like uh, I just barely like to add them in a little bit if I'm gonna use them, because um, I'm a hardcore like. I love the organic bass tone. I love to have my low end there and exist. So for me, um, choosing any of these pedals was a real challenge. With the Aguilar, I tried that one, I think it was at NAMM or something like that, or some event, it must have been NAMM, but um, that is the first fuzz that I really locked into where the low end was still very much there, no matter how much I you know, drove it up. So yeah, for bass players, I recommend that one. And a lot of people have it. A lot of bases play with it. Right on. What's what's next? The next one that's in my line actually is this Phaser by EBS, but let me see. This one I never used with Panic. I don't think I did. Um, this one's my favorite though. like a really beautiful kind of underwater yeah. effect. That sounds good. This one is my envelope filter. So right now she's probably set to like a more, yeah, a, like a wonky sound. Right, like. You know, just kind of like funk, ultimate funk. But if you bring down 
knob, it just adds like a really warm layer. Um, and in combination with a lot of this stuff, like here's my octabase, gives that synthesizer sound. You can hear it so fast. So that's kind of my dream combo right there, <laughs> if I really need pedals. I'm also using this Noble, uh, this Noble DI right here. Um, this is a new thing that I just got recently. A lot of my bass player friends were like, you don't have one of these, what are you doing? <laughs> and uh, I bit the bullet and I bought one and um, it's amazing. I take it everywhere with me now, um, just like on its own. Like, let me see if I can, always oh, getting me the E. I love this thing. Um, so that was just kicked up with like the bass and treble up, but I've been using it this entire time through all the basses, so. So that's everything that's on this pedal board right okay. now. All right, Nicole, so you probably have a lot of stuff going on even though during the pandemic you can't really perform live or tour, but if people wanna keep up with you and anything that you got going on musically or any projects in the future, where's a good place to figure that out? Yeah, I mean, everything that I do, I'm, I'm mostly an Instagram child, so um, Nicole S. Rowe is my Instagram handle. Um, that's kind of where everything is, you know, updated. I have a website, NicoleRowe.com. Um, I'm going to be releasing a single, what day was it? I want to say the 19th of December. Um, there's going to be a pre-order on the 12th and, uh, yeah, that song's called Headspace. Um, yeah, that's pretty much everything that's going on. I mean, there, there is some like stuff I can't talk about that's, you know, in the works. So I guess if you just kind of stick with me for a while, you'll get to see the <laughs> secret now, stuff. Now, if, if, uh, was this idea to branch out and do your own musical ideas, is that something that was in the works in 2020 anyways? Or is it like, well, this thing happened, so I might as well get Not creative. at all. Yes. Okay. <laughs> literally, literally what happened was, okay, I'm stuck at home. Um, I'm gonna like get all this, like revamp my area and get everything all set up. Okay, now I can play it okay, now I'm going to record a bunch of stuff. And it just kind of played out that way. It's, I'm not, you know, trying to start my solo project. I'm just kind of just being quarantine creative. And um, I got a lot of my favorite friends and musicians of local LA players on the record. So I'm really excited about it. <laughs> well, awesome. Uh, this video will come out after the fact. So absolutely everyone should go check out you on Instagram, your website. And then by this time, they'll have the music to go here. So... Thank you so much, Nicole, for hanging out. I appreciate you talking talking bass with us all the way out in California. I'm in Nashville, so I'm glad we can make this happen, and hopefully we can do a proper rig rundown with the rest of the band when shows happen again. I'm down with that. That would be rad. <laughs> awesome. Thank, Thank you, you for Nicole. having me. Thank, Thank you, you. your guitar fans. You guys have a good one.